0: Welcome to the next edition of Business Law Focus. Great having you with us. Absolute pleasure to welcome Cabello Letabele from the Legal Practice Council. And also Alfred Hono is a provincial director of the Eastern Cape Office of the Legal Practice Council. Uh, Great having you guys. Thank you. So I wanted to start, there has been an article recently criticizing the LPC to a degree when it comes to uh disciplining attorneys that kind of failed to abide by the the rules regulations um some bigger areas of fraud you know being highlighted in the media and these are kind of these big isolated incidents but you know the the, the sense is the lpc isn't doing enough now i wanted to give you guys a chance to counter that um i mean i've seen some of your stats right uh, your stats paint when i look at your stats your real stats are not just zoning in on one or two issues You actually are doing a hell of a lot from what I can see here.
1: So I'd I'd like to start and um, I'll ask uh, Mr. Honor to step in um, afterwards. But we have over 40,000 legal practitioners in South Africa that are regulated by the Legal Practice Council. And at any point, we are dealing with 8,000 to 12,000 cases at any given point. Now, unfortunately, with uh, the recent article that was negative uh, towards the LPC, they were referring to one case out of over 8,000 uh, cases that the LPC would have dealt with. Now, it's important, even for your um, viewers to note that with those eight, to 12,000 cases, we have a turnaround and success rate of about 80% at any given point. Now, to point to one case and make that an anecdotal explanation of the effectiveness of the LPC is not correct. Um, One is to look at the holistic picture that one, less than 5% of legal practitioners are being investigated at any point. But with all those um, thousands of cases that we would deal with um, for, for those legal practitioners, we've got, at any given point, we have either resolved or dealt with over 80% of them.
0: And of course, you're getting a lot more complaints as well coming in that don't all result in cases. But if I look at the complaints in 2023, they're actually they're down on 2022. You had... 13,505 complaints received in 2022. There's quite a high point at the moment you're less than you know less than 10,000 with just a, a month and a half left, right? So so something seems to be happening there. Um Alfred from your perspective um obviously a lot of complaints, too many, right? I mean ideally we want to get the complaints down and and get you know stability etc but it's very much about you know ensuring that these um you know that the clients out there Know that they are, you know, that they have these avenues, that there is the support, that things are happening, right? Yes, uh, Ben, thank you. Just to add on what my
2: colleague, uh, Mr. Tabel has indicated, firstly, I think it is important to point out that uh, our core mandate is to regulate the profession in the public interest. So that is very, very important. And yeah. in terms of the law, uh, the Legal Practice Act, we are not only accountable but um, we are transparent organization, so we do subscribe to those values of the Constitution. So, um, as we have indicated, that we do have, um, uh, since the dispensation of the LPA offices in each province, so we are accessible on a daily basis. We are getting complaints, I think, on average, between uh, 30 to 40 daily. Mm and we have got investigation committees, you know, that comprise of independent members, you know, who are mandated to look into those complaints. They meet on a daily basis. So, uh, remember that these are allegations. When there are allegations, you know, as our rules permit, then if there are allegations, we receive these allegations, it is important for a legal practitioner to be given an opportunity to respond. Right to the allegations so that, um, you know, when a decision is made and then it is an informed decision. And again, I show uh, the viewers, of in all the provinces, it is sufficient, sufficiently capacitated with skilled staff, legal officers who are attending themselves to understand the processes in order to make sure that uh, the complaints um, are not unnecessarily delayed. You know, and obviously, you know, the nature of the complaint, there will be those, you know, which will be much easier to deal with quicker. There will be those ones which will be more complex. You know, obviously, it is important that when we deal with this complaint, we make sure that the outcome is just not only to the complainant, but to to the practitioner as well to ensure fairness. So that whatever sanction is ultimately imposed, you know, we are satisfied that we have followed um, the right process. So we are expediting these matters. It is never our intention to delay complaints because if we do that, would be, I think, failing on our mandate, which is not what we are here for. I think all the staff and the officials, they do understand that. Are
0: you hiring more staff to ensure that you get ahead of this? Yes, as I've stated just now, that uh, that department, you know, has got more staff, and we continue, you know, where as and when there is a need, you know, to get more
2: staff, we get staff to make sure that, you know, as the numbers go up, at least, you know, there are sufficient staff to deal with those allegations and to make sure that they are expedited quickly.
0: And if we take a step back, the Legal Practice Council—it's it's relatively new, right? I mean, we've got the Legal Practice Act that we're talking about, um, 2014, around there. Took a, while, you know, took a, a bit of time to implement properly. A a complete restructure to a degree of of the way that the industry is regulated. And it was was really all about, you know, exactly what you're talking about, ensuring that there's the stability, that there's uniformity, you know, that things are dealt with, um, you know, adequately, efficiently and in a transparent way. And everyone gets the same treatment, as it were, you know, so a lot of good things there in the act. And I think that was important. And I think now we're seeing the result of that. Right. But the committee, uh, the council itself is very new, uh, fairly new. Right. 2018 that you were set up and you had to get all of this together. Right. So it's um, it's, it hasn't been the longest turnaround. And um, and maybe tell us a little bit about the the history. Right. The Legal Practice Council. And, you know, obviously a few challenges that you that you have been overcoming.
1: So, I'll step in there and um, Mr. Hanna will will add. But um, we structurally, we've got a council of 23 um, members at a national level. Uh, Three of them are appointed by the minister. Twenty of them are elected by the legal profession. So, the important thing is for legal practitioners to participate and vote for people yeah. to be in that council it happens every three years now we are in the second tenure of the national council um so and um it's been pleasing that in fact on both occasions um the lpc has been chaired by women initially um it was this um uh, Kathleen Lepu um, who was chairperson for three years currently is Ms. Janine Mayberg who's the current chairperson and the similar process applies to provincial councils um, members in each province or legal practitioners in each province must elect um uh, you know the, the, the provincial council so we've had those two tenures and um the operationally the the we, we've got a team that is permanently employed in each province, working closely with an elected council. And matters once they've been investigated at provincial level and signed off by the provincial council, then get pushed um, and, and escalated to national council. And this applies to, for example, suspensions um, or applications for strike-offs, which would first be looked at provincially and then um, nationally. So there's quite a... Uh, process that's followed um, in line with the legal practice act, and I think uh, perhaps before I let Mr. Honna add um, with regards to staff um, it's important to note that currently we're sitting at a staff capacity of 400 the number has grown since the legal practice council came into effect um, back in, in 2018 and this speaks to the constant process of reviewing how our, what capacity is there what skills are required and how we can best serve the public
0: brilliant so i wanted to uh, to, to yes uh, mr hona yes
2: what Cab- had said, um, briefly at the provincial level in addition to the 23 council members nationally at the provincial level at non-provincial offices the provincial council comprises of 10 um elected legal practitioners When I'm referring to legal practitioners, it is both uh, advocates and attorneys. That is at both uh, nationally and uh, what do call uh, and and nationally and provincially. Then uh, I think the housing office has got twelve, but uh, you know, we have got advocates and attorneys. So now it is no longer uh, the same as the past dispensation where attendees and advocates, you know, were regulated by different regulatory bodies, like the Bar Councils and the Law Societies. So now the LPC is one um, regulatory body for all legal practitioners and candidate legal practitioners, uh, countrywide. That aims, you know, just to allude, as Cabello has alluded, you know, to have a national um, uh, council, it ensures that because we have got a uh, uniform processes, uniform standards across the country. So now, if uh, that ensures that if a matter is dealt with in another province, say Gauteng, Western Cape, or Northern Cape, then we are not dealing with these matters differently. Yeah. For the same standard, it would be applied, yeah. you know, across the board. Obviously, depending, you know, on the subject matter that we are talking about which is complaints, you know, depending on the nature of the complaints. But having said that in addition to the council we have got these disciplinary bodies. When I'm speaking of disciplinary bodies, I'm speaking of the investigation committee and the disciplinary committees, all of which they comprise of independent legal practitioners okay. being advocates and attorneys who are not members of council. See.
0: Si. Right? So they yeah. are outside of council. Yeah. So they are the they are the Member that considers,
2: you know, these com- these complaints and obviously make recommendations to 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 council at the provincial level and then at the national
0: level. Brilliant. I just wanted to conclude with an important point. Like you're getting all of all of this in place, there is progress. I mentioned how in 2023 there definitely seems to be progress as far as dealing with these issues goes and discipline goes, um, and access to justice, right, is a big issue. And I think it's an area that hasn't been looked at enough in the old older dispensation. That's something that you are driving, and it's a critical need, right? How, how, how is progress going there? So what um, my area, which
1: is the communication area, one of the key focus areas was to raise, it is actually to raise awareness. And one of the challenges is actually informing the public especially in the rural areas um you know that there is an organization such as the lpc we saw with the non-governmental you 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 found an lp going into rural areas people um who were not aware that firstly they can check whether or not um, a legal practitioner um is registered and whether or not there's a valid ffc so currently um, we, we went through a process of reaching out into those communities in different lounges, um to make sure that they know of the Legal Practice Council and when engaging legal practitioners, they can check with us, they can phone in, they can check on our website, they can check through their community stations that a person is indeed a legal practitioner and if there's a complaint, they can bring those matters through our various offices. So that's been important to do under different um, languages and internationally and, and as well. Um, but I'm sure Mr.
2: Hona will, will add a little bit around that. Yes, just to add on, that, on the issue of access to 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 justice. I think it is very, very important. And I can mention Evan that is one of our main objectives of the FPC. How do we go about achieving or to make sure that it is uh, it is achieved? You know, it is linked to one of our most important objectives, which is to facilitate and to promote access to the profession. You know, and by removing unnecessary barriers of entry. to the profession because if you don't have enough uh, legal practitioners then that will affect that objective of promoting access to justice. Also, I think as uh, Mr. Retable has alluded to, you know, one area in which we are mandated to look at, you know, as the Legal Practice Council, you know, is the reasonableness of the fees that um, lawyers are charging for, for, legal services that, that, is, and if any person, you know, um, believes that, you know, the fees charged or taken by an attorney are too much, so the LPC is there to evaluate the fees. And it is important, you know, when members of the public, you know, seek the services of a legal practitioner to always ask about the fees and to have all the agreement reduced in writing. And then, but having said that, uh, if the person feels that um, the fee that has been charged is too high, then the LPC, because in addition to the disciplinary committees, which I've mentioned, you also do have a fee assessment committee, which is also an independent committee, which is basically looking at the reasonableness of that, because if uh, people are not able to afford the legal fees that are charged by lawyers or they believe that they are steep or too high then it will affect you know that access to justice which is our one of our common mandates, but not the only one so it is an important matter that we we, we also looking at
0: Cabello and Alfred, thanks very much for the time. I think it's uh, been you know, really illuminating um, and you've laid it out exceptionally well. And, and good luck with all of this. I think it's really important uh, work that's being done. So thanks very much. Great chatting to you. Thank you so much,
1: Evan. Thank you so much, Evan.